Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Men and Science Podcast. As I always say, I hope you're having a lovely weekend and you will have an even better weekend and that you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, or YouTube, and that you follow me on Twitter at IamFossilTude for any and all podcast information. Today's episode, um, if you already see the title, I am calling this one a real, quote, shooting the shit podcast because my previous uh, incarnations of the podcast with this particular name to the episode usually it's really just pay-per-view recaps uh so decided you know what let me do a real shooting the shit podcast where i don't have any specific topic in mind i just ramble on for however long i see fit on whatever is on my mind because there's quite a lot of things that have been going on this past week uh, i mean following the world of professional wrestling the we had the wwe draft that just concluded a believe it was actually yesterday because there was still drafts going on and trades going on and you know it's uh, i mean it wasn't the best wwe draft i mean we've had a lot of better ones in the past and i mean if you already checked out my last two episodes you already know what i've what's going on what went on with the draft up to at least up until monday where it was draft night number two but we had other drafts you know announced via wwe.com wwe social media and it was just i mean a lot of fans were not happy with the way the draft went down because it was just i mean a lot of it did not make sense in the eyes of many fans and even some if you listen to some of the dirt she websites and a lot of what was a lot of the wrestlers did not like the way the draft went down either and some of it just didn't make any sense like uh Lex Bliss and Nikki Cross were drafted to Raw but then they were traded to Smackdown I, I don't understand that um and then they had other names that were drafted uh between Tuesday and yesterday like the Iconics were drafted and uh I don't know it was just a it was a mess it was a you know to put it plainly, it was a clusterfuck of a draft, and yeah, a lot of fans were not happy, and I mean, I'm trying to be optimistic, because I really want Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown to be great, uh, it's been a long time since I've genuinely enjoyed Monday Night Raw from start to finish, uh, the last few months, there have been just moments here and there that I've enjoyed, uh, Smackdown, to me, has been more consistent with delivering quality WWE programming, uh, but even but even then smackdown hasn't been so great um i'm just hoping that the way this draft went down it's gonna be just hopefully get better and you know we'll find out you know with smackdown because i'm recording this thursday evening so uh it'll be smackdown airing tonight when this goes up so hopefully you know whatever fallout from the draft is figured out and resolved and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll be tuning in, obviously, because I watch every episode of Raw and SmackDown, because one, out of habit, two, because I'm a loyal fan of WWE, three, fan of professional wrestling in general, and four, because then I get to come on here and chat about it with you people. Um, uh, but of course, you know, WWE is not the only game in town anymore. We had uh, AEW uh, Dynamite on Wednesdays on TNT now. Uh, that's been doing pretty steady in the ratings, doing very, very good ratings for TNT, from my understanding. Uh, we just had uh, their big show in Philadelphia uh, this week, uh, where the main event was Chris Jericho and 
Darby Allen was a Philadelphia Street Fighter for the AEW World Championship, and we had a women's World Championship match, uh, Rio against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, and both matches were very good. The entire show was very good. Uh, we had a couple more matches for the uh, tag team tournament. Um, um, let me <clears throat> Uh, one of them was uh, the Lucha Bros or Lucha Brothers of uh, Pentagon and, Fe and Ray Phoenix against uh, the Jurassic Express, I think is what they're called. It was supposed to be Jungle Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus, but apparently Luchasaurus has an injury. So he Marco Stunt, who is also part of the Jurassic Express, uh, took his place in the match. And if you've never seen him before... Yeah, he is. He is. He's. He's not a quote-unquote midget, but he, he's a tiny, tiny fella. <laughs> uh, he looks like a child. He's not. He's an adult. He just does not look like it, and that's pretty much a big part of his character. He looks like a child, uh, but he's pretty damn good in the ring. Uh, and the other match was a. Uh, uh, the team of the best friends, which is Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, against SCU was supposed to be Christopher Daniels or Frankie Kazarian, but. They got attacked by the Lucha Bros at the beginning of the show, so and then Scorpio Sky took Christopher Daniels' place in the match because he was too injured to compete. Uh, so that was fun. And uh, uh, then the yeah, Rio retained her championship, Chris Jericho retained his championship, and even I, mean, I love the show. It's just uh, it's it is very it does feel very much like uh, Monday Nitro when it premiered 25 years ago. 24 years ago, technically. Well, not technically, it is 24 years ago. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing because, I mean, WCW did get in the big, the big habit of putting a lot of pay per view level matches um, onto free television. And yeah, it was good for the quick rating, um, but in the long run, you know, it hurt their pay-per-view buys, so I mean, when he's when he's when you're giving world giving away world championship matches on free television, you know, some of the fans might not might not feel so inclined to purchase the pay-per-view. But you know, that's just me. You know, I'm speaking from you know almost 30 years of being a wrestling fan, so yeah, I still love it though. And uh, I was just looking up the uh, event schedule for AEW and the. Last episode of Dynamite before the Full Gear pay-per-view. It's going to be on November 6th is when this episode is on. And it's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Which is not that far from me. And uh, tickets start at $22. That's a pretty damn good deal. So, um... I would love to go. Just having a ride to get there is the only thing that's in my way. Because uh, if, I have a, if I have a ride... I can, you know, get the tickets, chip in for gas, and I'll be good. But, you know, don't really have anyone around here who's as big a wrestling fan as I am who would uh, be interested in attending such a show. Uh, but, you know, not the end of the world. There'll be other wrestling shows in the future. Uh, just would be nice to go to this, this one. Um, uh, NWA Power had, the, had another episode this week. I, would, I believe this one was episode... Two uh, of the NWA Power. We saw a couple more people that showed up, uh, you know, making their first appearances. Uh, Trevor Murdoch, formerly of WWE, former WWE Tag Team Champion or World Tag Team Champion, uh, made his return, full time return to pro wrestling for NWA Power. Um, 
Mr. Anderson or you know Mr. Kennedy, if you prefer to call him that from WWE, uh, he's part of NWA Power now. Um, Colt Cabana was on there. Uh, Aaron Stevens, the former Damian Sandow and former Aaron Rex of TNA, uh, there he's over there as well. So, um, NWA is doing pretty good. You know. Again, if you haven't checked out NWA Power, they it's for free on YouTube. If you subscribe to the NWA uh, YouTube channel, uh, you get that every Tuesday at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you know, just like the old NWA uh, Atlanta shows that they used to have in the 70s and 80s at 6.05 p.m. Saturdays on TBS. This one is 6.05 p.m. Tuesdays on YouTube. And it's pretty damn good. It's a very, like I, like I said uh, last week, it's a... It's a old school wrestling feel and presentation with new school wrestling talent. Um, and some, so if you're a fan of old school wrestling like I, like myself, then definitely check that out. Uh, some of the other big wrestling stories that come out this week is that apparently Eric Bischoff uh, was released or or uh, I don't know if he was fired or not. I haven't really read the details about that, but he was replaced as an executive director of SmackDown by Bruce Pritchard, uh, which a lot of fans are not so sure how to react to that. I personally think that that's great. Uh, Bruce Pritchard has uh, been a member of the WWE family off and on for about 30 years. Uh, so, actually, yeah, no, not, yeah, yeah, 30 years. Because it started in 87, uh, was last full-time with them in 2008, came back again this year, so... Yeah, it was 10 years away, but still, it was always on good terms with Vince and company, so curious to see how he's going to do as the ex executive director starting on SmackDown this week. Uh, hopefully, it'll be nothing but good things. And apparently, uh, actually, just saw a little quick pop-up on my computer that uh, one of the reasons why that Bischoff was like, it was because of the apparent low ratings for SmackDown for the draft show, uh, I think. Uh, I guess you know they took the they put the blame on him since he was the executive director, um, which that sucks. But uh, anyway, what are you gonna do? Uh, but let's get away from wrestling for a little bit. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff that's been going on. Um, we're getting a lot of news for uh, for Matt Reeves' the Batman movie. Uh, that's been pretty exciting, especially since you know he's been very he's been keeping it very close to the chest. Uh, with what's going on with that. Uh, he's been working on it basically for three years at this point. Um, you know, of course, we already know Robert Pattinson was officially named as Batman a few months ago and just found out within the last week that uh, Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman. Uh, of course, Zoe Kravitz is the daughter of Lenny Kravitz and <clears throat> Lisa Bonet. Uh, and her stepfather is Jason Momoa, who is Aquaman, so that's pretty fun. Uh, she was officially announced. Uh, uh, because Wayne Matt Reeves decide, likes to announce the people that are going to be in his in his Batman movie, he puts up a GIF of them, and then sometimes he'll write like a funny little caption on it. So he put the a nice little GIF of Zoe on his Twitter. So yeah, confirming it. And then the one that we actually just got today, because again this is Thursday, because uh, up until now the rumor was that Jonah Hill had been in negotiations for a role in the Batman, and that fell apart. Apparently, uh, he was up for he was considered for the role of Penguin, but he wanted to be the Riddler, and I guess you know they couldn't come to an agreement regarding that. But instead, uh, now we have we officially have our Riddler, and it is Paul Dano. And if you're not so familiar with that name, uh, he's 
kind of a relatively unknown actor. I mean, he's I've seen him in quite a few movies. Uh, he was <clears throat> he was in uh, Prisoners. He was the creepy bastard who was in Prisoners that uh, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal uh, were hunting down, pretty much. Um, and I, I think he was in Little Miss Sunshine. He was the brother, but let me double check that. I don't want to uh, give false information. Alright, let me pull up his IMDB real quick. Uh, oh, he's 35 from New York, New York. Cool. Love when fellow New Yorkers get to be recognized for that stuff. Yes, that's right. He was in uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, he was also in uh, There Will Be Blood. I have not seen that movie, but I heard it's a very good one. He was in 12 Years a Slave. I do remember seeing him in that, so that's cool. Uh, what's that? Oh, Swiss Army Man. That's the one with uh, Daniel Radcliffe that plays a dead body or some kind of a dead body and he like befriends him and yeah i've not seen that one but i've heard a lot of good and interesting things about that so that would that's definitely on my to watch list and i will definitely check that one out um but yeah he's kind of a i guess like a journeyman actor uh where he's you know he's been in a lot of movies just never really one he's a he's the leading man or uh, but, you know, best performance that I've seen of him so far is Prisoners. Um, so, you know, anyone who might know who he is and is unsure about him uh, as the Riddler, check him out in Prisoners. He's, 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 he does very well with the, with the maniacal personalities, uh, which is very much needed for, for a character like the Riddler. Because the Riddler is a maniacal psychological villain and is one of my, it's probably might be my, my favorite villain. Uh, for Batman. Um, another thing that people keep fl flipping out about is when Matt Reeves shared the little gif of Paul Dano, he wrote uh, Edward Nashton. And it was like, Ed Edward Nashton, they're changing his name. They're changing him from Edward Nashton. Well, it is canon that his name was Edward Nashton because apparently that's his, uh, his real legal name. And then he changes it to Nygma because of Enigma. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, I'm I'm excited that we're getting more of this Batman news because we really don't know anything about it other than just that it's supposed to, we're supposed to have Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, and uh, maybe Two Face because it's all that apparently they're taking a lot of inspiration from the Long Halloween for this Batman trilogy as it's supposed to be. Uh, and there was also the rumor that uh, uh Jeffrey Wright was cast for uh, Commissioner Gordon. That hasn't been made official yet. Only stuff that I've read is that he's in talks. Uh, and until Matt Reeves posts that, tweets out a GIF with Jeffrey Wright uh, and putting something to do with Commissioner Gordon in the caption, as of right now, we don't have a Commissioner Gordon yet. But because um, they're supposed to start filming early next year, so probably at the latest by February, we should know uh, at least the full main cast of the movie because we already got. The, the lead, the lead, you know, Robert Pattinson as Batman, and then we got two of the, the villains, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, um, now we're just waiting to see, uh, if the rumors of Pierce Brosnan and his Alfred are true, if the rumors of Jeffrey Wright as, <clears throat> Jeffrey Wright as, uh, as Commissioner Gordon are true, and then apparently that read something that, uh, that Warner Brothers is looking at Seth Rogen, uh, as the penguin, uh, if that's the case, and I mean, 
I mean, he he's he's done some dramatic movies before. It's not too far uh, out of his you know out of his range. It's just he's primarily known for comedy, so not sure how the general public would react to that. But if he's cast as Penguin, then it'll be very interesting to see what they do with that. But uh, if he's not going to be Penguin, uh, then hopefully, pretty much everyone's favorite. A fan cast for Penguin, Andy Serkis. Hopefully that can happen because we love Andy Serkis and he would be absolutely perfect for the Penguin. To be honest, Andy Serkis is perfect, would be perfect for any any kind of character because he is a brilliant character actor and he makes any role, he takes any, give him any role, any part, any performance and he will knock it out of the park every single time. I mean, Gollum, perfect. The, as the ape in, in Peter Jackson's King Kong, perfect. Caesar in the in the last few uh, Planet of the Apes movies, phenomenal, perfect. Uh, as Ulysses Claw in, uh, in Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then Black Panther, great, love him. Uh, and his 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 Jungle Book movie, Mowgli, great, he did great with that as well. Uh, honestly, I don't know any movie that that. Andy Serkis has done that was not good, and he, but you know, he's he's gonna be he's busy with uh he's gonna be busy with uh, Venom two, so depending on how that goes, we don't he might not be able to even he might even might not even be available for such a thing unless you know they wrap up filming and then they're still working on Batman and they still consider him for that we shall see because that was kind of the thing for um for what's his name uh uh he was in um. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Randall Park, that he was uh, busy filming Fresh Off the Boat, and then when that was done, he got to film his scenes for Aquaman uh, after that they inserted into the movie. So, could be a situation like that. Who knows? But as of right now, we don't have a Penguin. We don't have a Commissioner Gordon. We don't have an Alfred. We don't have anyone except Batman and Catwoman and the Riddler. But I'm loving it so far, and can't wait to... Find out more about this movie as we keep going. Um, what else is going on in the world of anything at this point? Um, uh, well, politics is ridiculous right now. I try not to get into politics, and not sure if I'm even going to delve into that a little more. Um, uh, let's see, yeah, I'm not even going to worry about politics. I try to keep politics out of out of thing out of these things because politics divides a lot of people and. Uh, I mean, the last few years, politics have really, really divided everyone in this country, and I try to keep my mouth shut when it comes to that stuff, and the only person I really talk to about any of that stuff is, uh, well, you know, with my brothers and my mother and anyone else, not really, no, I keep that to myself because, you know, I have a lot of friends on both sides of the political aisle. I have Republican friends, I have Democratic friends, I have friends who are in the middle, like I am, neutral and independent. So try to try to keep that stuff, you know, just down. Don't want to stir up any drama because I already do plenty of that on my own without bringing politics into it. Um, uh, but yeah, not really much going on else in the world because. Uh, let me see. Oh shit! Let me look at my email. I just saw a copyright claim created for content and uh, for one of my videos. Let me see. Hmm. 
Huh. Got got a copyright strike from WWE. That's that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, for my classic wrestling pay review, Bad Blood in Your House, uh, review that I did. Huh. Now this is copyright content ECW Tuesday, February 9th, twenty ten. What? I don't have anything from ECW on my what? Huh. That's weird. Huh. I mean, it says it's not a copyright strike, but there's a claim on it. But, but yeah, I guess the in the intro that I have on it, where it's the the WWE signature from that period, but just. All right, fine. Uh, they they say I took that from from an episode of ECW in 2010. I sure did not, but okay, yeah, cool. That's something, I I guess. Oh well, it is what it is. Uh, oh, that reminds me, I've been meaning to catch up on the old ECW you know shows that are on the WWE Network, but you know because a lot of that music is dubbed by you know either other theme songs for those wrestlers or generic production music. It's it's not it's not as it's just not the same. Which I mean it is what it is, but. Uh, it makes me wish that I had the old VHS tapes from the original ECW, because uh, when they had the the old music, uh, the the original th music for some of the wrestlers that they had on there, like like Man on the Box by Alice in Chains for Tommy Dreamer and her Sandman by Metallica for the Sandman, um, uh, Walk by Pantera for Rob Van Dam, uh, Bow at the Bob by Kid Rock for Kid Cash, you know th those kind of theme songs. Um, uh, I think a white zombie song was used for Chris Jericho, I don't, but I'm not sure. Uh, Debonair by Dope for Rhino. Um, yeah, I, I wish I would have had thought enough to record some of those old ECW shows that I used to watch, so I could, you know, rewatch them, you know, convert them to DVD as as one does as the years go by. Let me take a quick drink. That's feel good. Uh, yeah, I don't. But it's all right. I mean, it is what. At least I'm able to watch those shows on the network. You know, that is why I love having the WWE Network. Cause I get to relive all these great shows from my childhood back in the late '80s, early '90s, late '90s. Uh, basically, the entire my entire life as a professional wrestling fan, I'm able to relive so many of these moments anytime I want and it's great and it's a big reason why I started I decided to do the classic wrestling pay-per-view um, segment uh, that was originally suggested by my older brother um, uh, like I said I read, my first one was for Bad Blood in your house from October 1997 uh, where it was the debut of the Hell in a Cell match and the debut of Kane uh, next month I have uh, what should I say right now, or should I leave it as a surprise? Uh, and, and whatever, I'm gonna, I'll just go ahead and say for next month, my classic wrestling pay-per-view that I'll be doing is for Survivor Series 2002, and I'll be releasing that one on uh, the on the actual date that Survivor that that pay-per-view had happened. Um, then uh, let me look back on my podcast schedule that I have listed here. Uh, yeah, Classic Wrestling Pay-Per-View, November 17th will be, yeah, Survivor Series 2002. Um, 
And then on December 28th, I, I will be doing Starcade 1997, because that is the exact date and anniversary for that as well. So I'll be having a lot of fun getting to rewatch those and give my honest opinions on both of those pay-per-views. Um, and also the one that I have at the end of the year, which will, be, which will be my most anticipated films of 2020. I'm still working on that list because uh, there's a lot of movies coming out next year that I'm curious to see, but um, trying to narrow it down to the ones that I actually plan on going to see. Uh, so we'll see how that goes as well. Um, what else is going on? Uh, yeah, not really sure what else to talk about right now. Um, well, I've been, you know, get I've been replaying the Batman Arkham games. Uh, uh, I don't know if I should, should save that for the next week's episode, because next week is the video game episode, so maybe I should save it for then. Um, uh, yeah, I'll save it for next week. Um, music, you know, music is good, I've been... Uh, favorite album that I've been listening to from this year is uh, Slipknot's We Are Not Your Kind, uh, which is one of the best albums I've heard in a very, very long time. Um, absolutely love it. Uh, I am a big Slipknot fan. They are my second favorite band. Of course, my number one favorite is Linkin Park. Uh, it breaks my heart that I'm not going to get to hear any new Linkin Park songs ever again, because, you know, R.I.P. Chester Bennington. Oh. <sighs> And just, uh, you know, certain pieces of music and certain types of music and bands and certain songs that resonate with people so much. Uh, they have different meanings for different people. Um, like, again, like Linkin Park is my favorite band. They've always been my favorite since 2000 when Hybrid Theory debuted. Um, Slipknot, I've been a fan of theirs ever since I heard the... The Iowa album, um, I think that's what it's called. The one that has the My Disease uh, song or something like that. Um, uh, I, yeah, I'm trying to it's like, I don't know why you feel me. Yeah, that song. Uh, and that was the song that was the song that turned me into a fan of Slipknot. I've been checking out their other, you know, the, the albums they had before that and every album they've had since then. Uh, my favorite as of right now uh, is, uh, was it a uh, volume five, uh, the gray chapter, I think is what it's called. Uh, the devil and I in particular, my favorite being my favorite song on that album. Um, yeah, but we are not your kind is also a very, very good album. Um, and the song all their song, all out life, uh, is the theme song for NXT, which I absolutely love that. Because uh, NXT is awesome, and getting to hear Slipknot as their theme song is great. Getting to hear Are You Ready by ACDC for, for Friday Night Smackdown is also great. I love that. ACDC is my third favorite band. Uh, if I have to put a top three, yeah, it's Linkin Park, Slipknot, and ACDC. Um, yeah, but even though those are my top three favorite bands, my all-time favorite song, my all-time favorite song is November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Because... Uh, I don't know what it is about that song specifically, but when I listen to it, it just—I just close my eyes and it just takes me to a different place, you know. Uh, um, such a great song, but all their songs are great. You know, Guns N' Roses is awesome, and they are my—they are my fourth favorite band. I know for a lot of people, they are the number one, and that's—that's that's fine. 
can't blame them for that. But yeah, Guns N' Roses, November Rain is my all-time favorite song. Uh, not sure what I would say is my second favorite, but November Rain, definitely the one that speaks to me the most out of a lot of songs that I've heard throughout my life. Uh, and actually, for a while, I did I actually was wanting to start a band when I was in middle school and high school, as most you know kids like me, you know, shy little nerdy metalhead kids want to start a band in high school. We always do. Um, uh, didn't really have a lot of friends that I could. Ha start such a thing with uh, even though I did have a lot of metalhead friends uh, in high school uh, just none that were interested in doing and starting a band with me uh, if any of them are listening to this probably not you know send me a DM we'll work something out <laughs> um, yeah cuz yeah, I'm pretty decent on drums I've always wanted to learn how to professionally learn how to play guitar uh, acoustic and then electric because you know Acoustic and electric are both very different, but you can produce uh, equally amazing sounds from both. Um, but yeah, just need to know some of the people who I can do that with. <sighs> it's been a while since I've played the drums. It's been, honestly, I think since high school said that I've played the drums. Uh, I used to play trumpet in middle school, and that was fun. Uh... <laughs> You know, got to play a lot of good songs when I was in in middle school. You know, in the in the junior high school band, because uh, it was still called it was still junior high school when I when I went to that when I went there. And after I graduated, it became a middle school. Um, uh, yeah, it was fun learning how to play the trumpet. I got to uh, play several fun songs. I got learned how to play the Star Wars theme. <laughs> that was probably the most fun I had because everyone knows that Star Wars is. My all-time favorite, you know, movie franchise. Uh, definitely can't wait for the Rise of Skywalker. Um, wondering when we're gonna get that that third and final trailer. Uh, well, I guess it would actually be the second trailer because there was the first trailer they released back in was it May, I believe, and then they had the the D twenty three video that had sort of a trailer. Um, but we're still waiting for that ne for that la for that next you know official trailer. Um, a lot of you know that's, and yeah that's the other news that came out this week. That's uh, Rise of Skywalker is going to be two hours thirty five minutes, officially making it the longest Star Wars movie ever, which is really not saying much because the Last Jedi was two hours thirty two minutes, so it's just a three minute difference. So. Yeah, but then again, I guess I shouldn't bring up Last Jedi because a lot of people were not happy about that film, and and they hate Ryan Johnson with the unclever nickname Ruin Johnson. Whatever. I mean, I I love Last Jedi. You know, I I get a lot of people didn't like it. That's them. You know, but I mean, you seriously want to say that the Last Jedi was worse than Attack of the Clones? Come on. I mean. Yeah, to me, Attack of the Clones is the worst Star Wars movie, but uh, but then I'm gonna have to rewatch uh, some of the other ones so I can do my Star Wars ranking that I'm planning on doing in December. Just not sure if I'm gonna do it before or after I see Rise of Skywalker. Maybe I should do it after because you know that way I can critique the entire Star Wars franchise. Um, and then I can do the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy, and then Rogue One, and and Solo. Uh, 
which again, I gotta rewatch Rogue One and Solo because the others I've watched so many times, everything is so familiar in my head. Uh, so I'd have to yeah rewatch Solo and Rogue One because Rogue One I've seen twice, Solo I've only seen once. I have to rewatch them. I have all of them on on Blu-ray. I gotta rewatch them. Uh, same with the Halloween movies. I uh, got that one. That my worst to best ranking for that one coming out on Halloween Day. I gotta rewatch some of them so I can have all that information fresh in my head, so that I know what to say when I'm talking about it, which. Uh, I mean, if you saw my one for Batman and for Spider-Man, it's going to be a pretty long ranking, you know, because first, for the Spider-Man one, I went, I went an hour and a half, a little over that. For Batman, I went two hours, uh, and both of those were only eight movies. So, Halloween, it's going to be 11 movies, so I'm going to try to, I'm going to try my best to not go more than two hours, but probably I will, you know. Um, so I'm going to try to keep my bullet point notes, uh as short and sweet as I possibly can because uh, even though I have fun going on and on about some of that stuff because I'm very passionate about it and once I get into something passionate like that I, I can't shut up as you no doubt have already noticed by now with some of these other podcasts that I've done um, but I'm gonna try my best to keep that one shorter because I know not everyone is a fan of longer podcasts I mean, I am. I like when they're longer because I love the stories being told. Uh, that's, that's probably why the Something to Wrestle podcast is one of my favorites because I love hearing the stories uh, from Bruce Pritchard talking when they talk about what whatever topic that they're talking about and getting to hear the stories from his perspective on whatever they're talking about. Those are always fun. Um, but yeah. I'm not really sure what else is going to talk about right now. I mean, you know, it's been autumn for about three weeks now, even though it doesn't feel like it where I live. Because uh, where I live in North Carolina, we're getting a lot of, still getting a lot of spring type of weather. And I do not like that because I want it to be colder. I want colder weather. I miss the colder weather, weather, weather uh, that I had growing up in New York City. And I want, I want, the colder weather so I can go out there and in the outside wearing my leather jackets and because uh, I haven't been able to wear my leather jacket since March when it was even when it was even at the coldest temperatures back in March I was still sweating my balls off and I do not like sweating my balls off it is not fun it doesn't feel good it doesn't smell good uh, <sighs> Yeah, I want colder weather. I like colder weather. And everyone thinks I'm insane when I say that. But that's just my preference. You know, and everyone that hates the cold weather, like, oh, I can't wait for the warmer temperatures in the summer. And then when the summer gets here, like, oh, it's too damn hot. I want I want it to be cooler. Ugh. No, Nobody's ever happy. But regardless of whatever the subject is, you're never going to make anyone happy. Everyone's always going to have something to complain about. Like, me, I'm complaining right now about people complaining. Ah. <sighs> I guess I'm going to leave it off there because I really don't know what else to say regarding that. But uh, yeah, this has been another episode of the Meditites Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to this one. Hope you enjoyed hearing me ramble on about whatever I was talking about. Honestly, I don't even remember half of what I said tonight. Um, but if you enjoyed it, thank you. If you didn't, oh well, you tuned in anyway, so that's cool. Um, make sure you check out my video game episode that I'm going to be doing next week. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to try to do another retro film review uh, within the week to, you know, 
keep the keep keep busy between here then and now. Um, think I'm gonna do for the Adams Family movies the the you know from the one with Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. So I was I was gonna do a double review of the Adams Family and Adams Family Values. Um, I might do that one sometime within the week. I'll let you guys know. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll you know you'll be the first to know about that. Um, uh, what else do I got? Uh, yeah, again, as always, subscribe to the podcast. You know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Radio Public, YouTube. Um, what else? Uh, check out the podcast store. Link for that is in the description. I got T-shirts, uh, baseball T-shirts, uh, Reglan t-shirts i think it's what it's called long sleeves tank tops uh kids t-shirts stickers all hard uh patreon if you want to you know uh help out with my little hull of justice to make the podcast better that's always good um uh yeah, and thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode i appreciate and love every single one of you who do uh because even though it's so few of who, of who actually do i you know, every every little bit counts to me. You know, I it really does mean a lot to me. Uh, I hope your weekends are fun. If you have to work, hope you make it make it a fun time at work. Um, this has been the Manitize Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye bye.